Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. Um, I've gotten a suggestion or two on a new name, so we're just mulling all that over and uh, appreciate all the feedback. Uh, thank you for the kind text, the good emails. Um, they're always welcome, okay? This is going to work best when it's a dialogue and uh, any kind of questions you guys have. Um, we take requests, you know, the Bible's greatest hits, that kind of thing. So if anything you want to hear on here, you just uh, email me, J-S-E-R-R-A, at thecrosspoint.com. You can always find that on our website. And uh, you could hook up with us on Facebook. Um, there's just so many ways, okay? But you just let us know that, and thanks for letting us know you're out there listening and, uh, and for the kind comments. All right, so as you know, we're going to look at Scripture three ways this morning. Um, we're going to find out what verse... What's the context of this particular verse? What came before and after? And that'll help us get to the meaning of it. We're also going to try to determine what did the original author mean to say to its original audience? Always important way for us to get the true meaning of a scripture. And last of all, we're going to try to find the way that we could see some aspect of Jesus Christ, God incarnate, and our Savior in these particular verses. Because as you know, it's our belief that the scriptures point to Christ. And uh, so if that's true, if it's not just something we're saying, then we should be able to see some aspect of the ministry or the life or the coming or the promise of Jesus Christ in all of Scripture. And so that's the practice. And uh, the hope is, see, I'm a pastor. I'm trying to sneak up behind you and help you in a way without you seeing me do it. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to train us all to get these Bible instincts going, that you begin to look for these three things in your daily Bible reading because that will help you. If this podcast only ever has you listening and relying on the podcast to tell you everything about the Bible, that that's a loss for us. A win for me would be if this uh, podcast inspires you to get to Scripture yourself and begin looking at these three aspects, okay? All right, so as you know, for most often for our source, we'll be using the um, verse of the day from you version for that particular day when we record, and today's no different. Now, of course, um, our verse today, I'm excited, comes from Deuteronomy, which is in the Old Testament. Um, the great unexplored wasteland of the Bible for most Christians. And uh, I'm laughing, but that's not good, people. We need the Old Testament. Uh, so often in my job as a pastor, I find that people uh, treat the Old Testament as they would a strange insect. Uh, they look at it from far off and try to stay away from it because they don't know what it is. And uh, that's not a good idea for a lot of reasons. One of the main ones I can think of, especially relevant to our podcast, is Jesus quoted the Old Testament all the time. He loved himself some Old Testament. Uh, Jesus actually said the entire Old Testament was pointing towards him and that there was life in the scriptures because they pointed towards him and they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. Now, I know there are documents that come from an ancient culture and there's stretches of what we don't understand. I get that. But here at the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast, we are not afraid of the Old Testament. In fact, we love the Old Testament, and uh, we're going to go in, we're going to put our uh, special hard hat equipment on, and we're going into the Old Testament today, okay? So don't be afraid. We turn back to our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, and reading from the ESV, let's get our scripture for today. It says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keeps his commandments to a thousand generations. Okay, And there's a comma here at the end of the verse which reminds me of why it's so important for us to find the context 
So that's the first thing we're going to do because literally our verse today is inspiring. Know that God is God. He's faithful. He keeps his covenant, steadfast love to those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. I mean, that's rousing. That's good stuff. And it should be. And it's encouraging. But if you um, have any kind of curiosity at all, you're going to wonder why my verse today ends with a comma because there's more to come. And that should inspire your curiosity to say, okay, what came after and before this verse? All right. So there's two ways to look at the, the context, and both are really important to our verse today. So I'm excited to get into it. First of all, the book of Deuteronomy. Okay. What is it? Now, there's so much could be said, as you know, this is just a podcast. We could always go 50,000, 20,000 leagues under the sea with all these, but we don't have time for that. But what we can do is shine a light on the greater context in a way that could inspire you to go look, but even a little bit of light helps in this case. So Deuteronomy. So you have uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy these uh, five books of Moses. And in Deuteronomy, we find the people of Israel, they've been made a people because of God's promise to Abraham and his wife who couldn't have children. God sovereignly works in his life, promises to make him a nation that can't be numbered, keeps his promise. That nation that can't be numbered becomes slaves to the superpower of the day, Egypt. God picks one of his guys, Moses. He sends him in. He, he makes this superpower, let his people go because they belong to him. And when he pulls them out, he pulls them through the wilderness and all the way to what he keeps calling the promised land of Canaan. And when he finally gets them there, right before they go in, there's a lot of warnings and instructions and blessings and some stuff that goes on with Moses. And that's where we find ourselves in the book of Deuteronomy, okay? So when we're tracing that sacred history that God has with his people, Israel, Deuteronomy finds us literally, we're right on the outside of the promised land. It kind of remind me back when... Uh, my dad and our family would take these long car trips in an unair-conditioned tin can of a car, and it's like you know that you're 30 minutes away from the hotel. The hotel, people. Swimming pool, refreshments, donuts in the morning in the laundry room. You understand what I'm saying? And you're like 20 to 30 minutes away from that and get out of the car, and what happens? Inevitably, you got to stop at a gas station and just add some more time. You can see the promised land from your bug-splattered window, but you can't get in because you have to stop and do these last things, okay? And that's what's happening to the people of Israel here <laughs> to some degree. So here they are at the outset of the promised land, and God is giving them these final like warnings and promises and stuff, so pretty cool. And then right here in uh, looking at the smaller context now, so let's read our whole verse, uh, our whole paragraph here that uh, – verse 9 is nestled into. So it actually starts at verse 6 in the ESV, and it reads like this. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. You see that already? That's God talking to these Israelites. He made them a nation, and then he called them out of slavery. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession. Listen to that. Why stay away from the Old Testament with stuff like this? A people for his treasured possession. Out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth, it was not because you were more in number than any of the other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you, for you are the fewest of all peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And now here's our verse. Know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. See that history he has with them? See why the context is so important? He's saying, remember, I made you a people. Remember, I promised your fathers. Remember, I broke you out of slavery. Therefore, 
Remember me, God, the faithful God who keeps covenant, as you've seen, and steadfast love with those who love me and keeps his commandments to a thousand generations. And and now we have the other side. See, this is the side that doesn't make the Christian coffee mug. This is the side that doesn't make most of your Christian T-shirts and inspirational calendars. In verse 10, he says, and repays to their face those who hate me by destroying them. He will not be slack with one who hates him. He will repay him to his face. You shall therefore be careful to do the commandment and the statutes and the rules that I command you today. So look at how illuminating our um, context is. So first of all, number one, in this verse, God is talking to the Israelite people directly. He's not talking right now directly to American Christian people. And we've got to keep that in mind. See, our context helps us remember that. In this context, in Deuteronomy, these are special verses, and he's talking to Israelites, all right? And it's always good to keep that in mind because that's the context. Now, if you're getting all twisted up and saying, don't these verses have something to do with me because of Jesus? Yes. But see, you're a smart student, and you're skipping ahead. So we're going to look into how we see Jesus in these verses. But right now, it pays for us to look at the immediate context and remember, this is being said to the Israelite people, and these are their, this is their charter. This is their basis as a nation. He's saying, I took you out of slavery. I made you people in the first place. I promised you I'm faithful. And and in light of my faithfulness, God's saying, because I chose you and have shown myself to be so faithful to you first, because of my faithfulness to you first, you guys need to keep my commandments and love me as I have loved you. And that's, uh, that's his covenant with them. And then, as all covenants do, it comes with a warning where God says, look, I have chosen you and I love you and I'm powerful and I didn't choose you because you're awesome. I actually chose you because you're not awesome and you are the fewest of people. And so I've chosen you. Now listen, be faithful to me and keep my commandments because look at who I am. God is the judge of the whole world. And he says here in verse 10, he's not slack to repay those who hate him. And so there's definitely a choice being involved here. Now I understand why the verse of the day mainly pulls out just the encouraging part. I get that. But we need to hear both parts, don't we? Keep covenant, because when we mess with God, uh, it's not a good idea. And now, where can we see um, what the author was saying to the original audience has been brought out, as it usually is, in looking at the context? So remember, the original audience was the Israelites, and what he was saying to them right before they go into the promised land is, remember, this is why you're here. You're about ready to go home. You're about ready to enter into the rest of God. And we know, if you, those of you who read the Old Testament, this is not going to go well because they don't listen to these verses. And so that's the context. It's the promise of God's faithful love followed by the warning of, if you can't keep and stay with me, your unfaithfulness will cost you. And so that's what uh, the original author was trying to say to the people of Israel. Now, um, we get to see something really cool when we look at where we can see Jesus in these verses because... Those of you who've read enough of the Old Testament to understand the story, the people of Israel did not keep faithfulness with God, and God scattered them to the four ends of the earth. But he kept his promise to them in that his son, Jesus Christ, the promised Messiah, still came to them like he said they would. And when you fast forward to your Gospels, we find the Israelites as being under the thumb of Rome, and yet to a virgin Mary, Jesus, the King of Kings, is born. 
And he comes not only to liberate his people, Israel, but he came also to die for their sins and the sins of the whole world. And we get included in on this covenant. Can you believe that? So now look, you're looking at these verses and they sound kind of hard. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. Keep my commandments and I will be faithful to you for a thousand generations. And he was. And I repay to their faces those who hate me by destroying them. Now listen, watch this. Who did God destroy on the cross for the sins of the world? Do you see that? See, if we lose sight of the Old Testament, the promises, but also the the well-deserved warnings and threats, we lose sight of the fact that, number one, if you're a Gentile today, if you're not a Jewish Israelite person, these promises were not for you until they were in Jesus Christ. And it pays to remember that today. God included us. In Ephesians, Paul says, you remember, you Gentiles, you were without God and without promise in the world, but God has made the two into one through the body of his son, Jesus Christ. And so we get included on this covenant, not because we're cool, but because God is, because God is faithful and loving beyond all understanding. And then if your hair gets on end a little bit by the warning in here that God will repay to their faces those who hate him, remember the mercy and the grace shown to us in Jesus Christ. Jesus got paid back to his face for something he didn't do so that we could be included in the love of God. It's beyond understanding. It's the grace of Jesus Christ that we don't understand or deserve. And so if you've taken, if it's been a long time since you were a little bit awed by the fact that God has included you in a covenant that had nothing to do with you and that he, you can be out from under the wrath of a God who promises to pay those who hate him back to their face, then you have lost sight of the cross for a little while. And it's a good time to look at this verse in Deuteronomy and thank God for God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thank God for Jesus Christ, the mercy of God. Okay? So uh, that's what we have for today. And uh, I love that this uh, day's verse was in the Old Testament because we're going to kick that we don't read old, the Old Testament thing in the butt and get rid of it because we need the Old Testament and it's, there's plenty of good stuff in it and it helps fill out the other end and helps remind us how beautiful grace is. All right. Um, like I said, we wish we could bring you these every day. Um, we just don't know how to do that yet, but we're working on it. But we will bring them to you as often as we can and always appreciate your feedback. So I'll see you next time.